David Siegel here, your favorite podcast host. Before we get into today's episode, I have something important to share. Check out my new book, Decide and Conquer, to really get to know my story at Meetup. You know, the hardest thing about community leadership is making tough decisions when the stakes are high. And I'll tell you, they were never higher than when Meetup was owned and sold by WeWork. In my new book, Decide and Conquer, I'll walk you through a counterintuitive framework for decision-making, and the epic journey of Meetup's surprising survival. Good leaders deliberate, great leaders decide. Order my book today by visiting decideandconquerbook.com or anywhere books are sold. I think you'll like it. Welcome. Welcome to Keep Connected. I'm David Siegel. We are talking to Audrey Heller, the member and organizer of a meetup group called Novel Tourists of Philadelphia. If you think that that's a novel idea, then wait till you hear today's episode. Happy listening. Hello, Audrey Heller. Hi. I'm so glad you're here. You know, Philly is a great, great city. It's underappreciated by so many people because of its proximity to New York and Washington, D.C. I lived in Philadelphia for six years. I absolutely loved touring and going all around the city. And not enough people appreciate it. Today, we are talking to Meetup member turned Meetup organizer, Audrey Heller, who runs the very creative named group, Novel Tourists of Philadelphia. And you're going to find out why it is called that. So I could explain it, but who wants to hear from me? Audrey, tell us a little bit about what the group does um, and let's go from there. Sure. So I moved to Philadelphia about seven years ago now, and um, I really wanted to explore this city that I didn't know anything about, although I'd lived two hours away from it most of my life. And, um, and I really just knew the Liberty Bell and that's about it. So I didn't know anybody, though. So I thought, well... Maybe I'll start a meetup group, um, but I also like to read. And so I thought maybe I'll start a group of a book club, but we'll go and do fun things that are kind of inspired by the book that we're reading. And um, that's how the novel Tourists of Philadelphia got started. I just love the name. It's such a great <laughs> double entendre of the word novel. Um, had you ever seen that used before at meetup or that was your own creation? No. I created it. Yeah, I created it. And um, I wanted something that was, you know, a little bit about books and also was new things that we're exploring. So exactly like you picked up, it's it's meant to mean both. Beautiful. Okay, so it first started. Um, how was the reception in the beginning? Was it hard to get people? Uh, did it take a while to, to or did it right from the start have many people come? Tell us about that, how it worked. It was really exciting because I started on January 1st, 2019 with sounds, um, sounds like a new year's resolution to me. It, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was fun. And I, and I just, I, I'd never created a meetup group before. So I followed all the instructions and I hit submit or whatever it is that you do. And then I thought, I wonder if anyone's going to even see this or probably people are just like, I don't know, laying around on New Year's Day. And then people started to join. I was like, oh my gosh, look at all these people. It was so fun. It was like, it was like being at a casino and you're like ding ding ding. And it was like it, people kept just joining. And I was like, oh, there's lots of people that like to read and do stuff. So it was really exciting. That little hit of dopamine every it single was. time. It was. So, someone joins you like, oh, got another one, got another <laughs> one. It's like, you know, like I think that's a great example, except for a lot better than gambling at a casino. <laughs> exactly. So so when 
when you, I don't know, by the end of the month, did you have like 10 people, 20 people? How many people were, were in the hundreds. group? Hundreds. There were like hundreds of people like in the group. Hundred people at the end of the month. It was crazy. Oh, it was crazy. God. Yeah. It was like. And do you think they joined more because of um, the book reading part, or the or the traveling around part, or just the novelty of the novelty? You know, I don't know. I think most of the people are all readers, and so I think when they're looking for a book club, they found that and said, "Oh, I want to go do that." So we, I have people that are members that have been to practically every event that I've done that have started from the beginning. And like, they're trying to convince me to do like a members only so that can be like exclusive join before the others can join. <laughs> thing. Okay. So what was the first event that you did? The very first one was called the, the was the life list was the name of the book. And it was a book where someone had to fulfill all these things that were on her childhood life list, uh, like AKA bucket list that her mother had found in her trash can when she was like in eighth grade. And then when her mother passed away, that was her, um, her in, in order for the daughter to get her inheritance, she had to fulfill everything that was on her life list from when she was in eighth grade. And one of the things that was that she had said that she wanted to like um, do impromptu on a, on a, on a big stage or something. And so we went to an impromptu show. That's what we did. Oh, so <laughs> is this, by the way, is that story uh, fiction or is fiction. it nonfiction? Fiction. fiction. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. that, that's a great like bonding kind of extra. And typically when you do something, do you get together? Do you have like, um, let's say food before or food after? Is that, is that an important part of getting together or is it really about the event? It really depends. Um, like for that one, there wasn't a food component to it. I had never, I'd never organized a meetup group and I've never been to this theater either. And I was like, um, can we just arrange some chairs right here in your lobby and hang out and talk about this book for a little bit? And they're like, sure. So we, so we had like a book discussion while we were waiting for the, the actual show to, to start. Um, and then after that, naturally people wanted to hang out longer after the event. And so we would go to a restaurant afterwards, the, you know, about half or, or three quarters of the people that went to the event would also want to stay later. Um, but Food is, you know, is one of those things that ultimately I, to try and create more events, because there's only so many weekends, um, I uh, created the Foodie Fiction series. And so once a month, we do just a restaurant and 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 book discussion, more like a traditional book club. Um, and those are the ones, it's really funny because people will, there's different groups within the group. And if one of them sees it, they'll message each other and say, Audrey just put out a new event. And like, ding, 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 all kinds of <laughs> <laughs> and what's great about it is you don't yeah. have to then do the, all the marketing yourself. No. You have this viral group of people who mm -hmm. are super engaged. And, yeah. and, and sometimes they want to make sure other people hear about it because people miss an email or miss a notification or whatever. And, yeah. and you have all these individuals who are um, helping you, you know, to drive engagement, which is, I think, a learning for a meetup organizer is how can you get other people in your group? to step up and and lead and market and communicate about what's going on outside of all the burden kind of just mm -hmm. being yourself. So that's one learning. The second learning I have from your story is they need to be adaptable. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you showed up at this thing like, hey, let's get a, a circle of chairs together because else we're just never going to end up actually talking about the book and kind right. of part of the club is to do that. Okay. Any challenges that you've had in an event? And it's okay to have challenges. That, yeah. that that you're open to sharing because you've had a lot of events and it's impossible not to have some challenges. So 
Tell me right. about something that, that may have happened at one point in time, a little hiccup perhaps, and how you held and handled it. Um, well, you know, it's, it's interesting because there is kind of, there's kind of a core group of people and, and, um, they all, we all, they look out for me, which is really great. They, they all are trying to help me. So I have some that'll be counting numbers for me and keeping track of where people are. And, Amazing. and, and there's, yeah. And there's, we did kayaking one time and I, I'm, what I'm really excited about is that so many people have told me that this group has has taken them out of their comfort zone and had them do things that they never would have done before. They wouldn't have felt comfortable doing. Um, and you know, we have a group member who like her, her skill set on kayaking, she didn't have any, any skill at it whatsoever. And, um, she wasn't sure she could even do it. And she was really nervous about it, but she tried, but there's another group member that stayed with her the whole time. And, you know, to make sure that she, that she, got there and like he you know he was he was so great so like, you can do this and like he really took like without me even asking he was he was like kind of like keeping the back of the line there to make sure that we didn't that we didn't lose anybody and um then by the time she was done she was like a pro paddler you know it was great. oh my god yeah. and, and and first of all her confidence is yeah. through the roof and and my mm -hmm. belief is that when people get confidence in one thing that confidence oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes will translate into other aspects of life. Right. Um, you know, for you, you seem like a wonderfully confident person in a great way, by the way. Um, has being a meetup organizer, well, how has it impacted you? Obviously, there's the relationships that you built, which is incredibly valuable. But as a person, do you feel like it's it's impacted you in in, in, in certain ways? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's... I, I literally did not know anybody when I moved to Philadelphia. And so, and where I work, it's, it's a great work environment, but a lot of people live in the suburbs. They don't live in the city. And so I don't really hang out with anybody um, from work. And so meetup, um, you know, being an organizer, it's, you know, I know you said, I feel like I'm a confident person, but I'm really an introvert. And I, I tell people that all the time and nobody believes me. But I don't I believe you. Sorry. No. <laughs> oh, although, although the only part I do believe you on is, Many people, the definition of introvert is not someone who is uncomfortable being around people. It's where you get your energy from. And if you're a person that gets her energy from reading books, which I wouldn't be surprised if you did, running, knowing that you run a book club, right. um, it makes sense. And I do more listening anymore than reading, but you do. Uh, I do. I used Why? To, um, because I have a million and one things to do. And so I don't have the time to sit and right. read. So while you're in your car, while you're taking a walk, you'll be right. listening. My house has never been cleaner since I discovered audiobooks. I mean, because I, <laughs> because if the book is really good, I don't want to stop listening. I just keep cleaning, you know? So really? Yeah. I'm, I'm far more comfortable leading a group than I am being a member of a group. And so I'm really cognizant of the fact that it's hard to walk into a place or a situation where you don't know anybody. And that's why I think this group is so successful because if I was gonna just go to a hiking club and go on a hike, I'd be like, what am I gonna talk about? Oh my gosh. But I know if, it's a, if there's a book involved, I can just turn to the person next to me and be like, what'd you think of that scene where like the person stabbed the other person and this just happened, right? And then all of a sudden there's a natural then flow of conversation, the door is open to start talking. And so I think that's where a lot of people feel like there's a real connection with each other because um, they have that. You know, it's great. It makes me think of scene from some movie that I probably saw in the eighties where, you know, an awkward boy is going on like uh, one of their first dates and, and writes notes down on, on, on his hand about what topics to, to, to give, 
you know, you know, right. during a date and it just makes you feel a little more comfortable to have those notes, you know, on, on your date. I never actually did that, but uh, probably I should have <laughs> knowing, knowing my awkwardness, uh, you know, in my earlier years. Right. Um, but, but the book gives you that. The book gives it you does. these like set topics that, that you can easily talk about different characters in the book or. Uh, right. You know, right. Which then segue into the parts about your own life, you know, and how you can then like have conversations about, you know, just about anything. It's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And I think okay. for me as an organizer, that was, that's, I, I, I like, I like organizing things. I really do. And I, and then I also like watching the interactions between other people. And I tend to go over if someone's not talking to someone, I'll try to make sure I introduce them. But that is, you know, I learned that from another meetup organizer. So. Well, who do you mind sharing the name of the meetup organizer? I have no idea who they are. I, what what okay. happened? You weren't. A, what, what did the person do? <laughs> sure, I was the very first meetup event I'd ever gone to, and it was. I mean, I don't even. I must have been like fifteen or so years ago, at least. And I was in Harrisburg, um, and I I had just finished law school. All of my friends moved because they all went back to wherever they come from. And I suddenly found myself as a single mom, no friends. And my kids went with their dad, ironically, New Year's Day. And um, I didn't have anything to do. And I was kind of sad because it was the first time I was really without them. And I had seen that there was this meetup group doing a dog hike. And I thought, oh, I could do that. I could bring my dog. Like another, again, like it's right. it's, it's a security blanket thing. A security the book, blanket. the dog, et cetera. Exactly. Yeah. If nothing else, I can talk to my dog, right? So, there you go. Right? So I, um, I was like, okay, dog hike. So I went and I did that. And everyone was incredibly welcoming. The, the meetup organizer made sure that I, there's about 20 of us. And we had to get into each other's cars and, and like one car at the end and one car at the beginning. And, and it was just... At the end, then the organizer had everyone come back to their house and we had kind of like a picnic. And I was like, it was just so great. I was like, this oh. is fantastic. This is so wonderful. And, yeah. and someone that's going to do that is going to be an extraordinary person. Right. Yeah. And one of the things people say about Meetup is that you're not just meeting five people, 10 people, whatever it is. You're meeting five to 10, 15, whatever it is, like amazing people. Right. Because they're putting themselves out there and they're people who truly care about helping other people. There are people who care about um, you know, the loneliness that people sometimes feel, lack of community that people feel, and they're putting themselves out there. Right. And when people put themselves out there, the, the ability to bond with those people, like inviting you back to their home, I mean, that's it was fantastic. amazing. Right. It was the best New Year's Day I'd had in so long. It was it was just so wonderful. Oh, that is yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. What a great meetup experience. Yeah. What a great first meetup experience. Yeah, it was the first one. So that's when I when I thought about how will I get friends here to go explore the city with me? I thought, oh, that there's that meetup. I, let me look into that again. And so there. Wait, so how many years after the, your first meetup event did you become an organizer? Like 10. 10 years like later. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. So for yeah. anyone here who has not <laughs> gone to an event or uh, in 10 years, uh, it's, this, it's, it's still a great time to be able to go. So yeah. one thing that you pointed out, Audrey, which always strikes me is transition times in people's lives. Mm -hmm. Right. You had just graduated law school. Mm -hmm. You transitioning from a law student to a, um, you know, I don't know what you, a young adult, shall we say, or you're already a young adult, but to, to a worker person, mm -hmm. that's a transition point. When people get divorced is a transition time. When people move to a new city is a transition time. Right. And I think that uh, meetup is probably at its best 
during those transition times for people. Mm -hmm. what, what are your thoughts on it, experiences with it, having met many meetup members? I agree. I, I think that um, there's an example. There's there's one woman who joined our um, book club and she did it with intention, which was really interesting. She had just, this area is her also her hometown, but she'd been living in California for a long time. So she's coming back to a place that really hadn't been home for a long time. Um, she's in her early thirties and um, she wanted to join a book club because that's, you know, how she thought she'd meet people. That's her interest. And she went through and what she did was she looked at all the different book club options that were available to her in meetup within the area. And she looked to see how many had people coming back, how many had the same people that were coming back month to month because she thought it must be good if people are returning. And, and so she told me about that. She said, I joined this group with intention because it looked like it was really a welcoming group that people kept coming back to. Um, and she's also helped, like she's helped to organize events since then. Like she's helped pair things together. And for her, you know, I think it's, it's something that brought her a lot of during that transition for her. And I, and I asked people when they joined, how'd you hear about the group? And it's either a friend or meetup. Right. And, but then I also ask people like most people are joining either because they're, they're looking for friends or they're new to the area. You know, it's one or the other. Right. You know, um, someone like her, think about how much you've been able to help out like so many different people. Um, I don't know. What does your daughter think of all this? What do your friends think of all this that aren't involved in the meetup group? Is your daughter proud of you for, for all the yeah. people? Has, oh. has she been to meetup events? And uh... She's been like, we we went to Washington, D.C. for the um, for the day. We went up, you know, the, the tower and all that stuff. And it was the monument. And so she and her boyfriend came and got to meet all the all the meetup people. It was it was fun. I mean, I have two older boys and they um, they've been like my. My middle one lives in New York City. He actually uh, attended Pace University. And uh, oh, yeah, nice. and uh, he went to uh, one of the museum events with us. And so it's fun because I feel like I'm, I get to show off my my kids with my with my meetup friends. And so well, it's almost like the reverse of parent teacher conference. It's like child right. conferences right. where yeah. where, you know, the kids end up meeting um, all of our parents, friends and, and hearing about it. And, you know, what the amazing thing is a lot of a lot of times these teenage kids or young adult kids um don't necessarily think that they'd be interested mm. in and in hanging out with their parents, friends, but they go and they end up having like an amazing time. They do. And there's people in my group. It's really interesting. Cause I thought it would be a bunch of like middle-aged ladies or something that'd be in my group, but I've got people in their twenties that are, that join us and, and everyone talks and, and, and engages in conversation with each other. No, it doesn't matter. The commonality is our love for reading and exploring. And it doesn't really matter the age, you know, it's, it's just, it's really, it's, it's so much fun. It's so much fun just engaging with all of these people with their random experiences in there and what they bring to the group. Just you know, it, it, that story resonates for me a lot. I, I think that, you know, in this country, I can't speak to other countries, but in this country, ageism is such an enormous problem. Mm -hmm. um, in the industry that I'm in, tech, it's in particularly even larger problem because tech sends, tends to skew younger. And, and sometimes people do have some fear of technology uh, um, as people have more experience. Um, it reminds me of a friend of mine who um, is 50 years old and uh, he goes to a horror film meetup group. And mm. he said there's people in their 80s 
that he would never interact with, you know, generation ahead, and the people in their 20s or generation behind, and the people in their 20s interacting with people who are in their 80s, right. they see a film, they go to dinner, and it's just the most beautiful thing because you know, the stereotypes that people, you know, people in their 50s or 60s or 70s, whatever, also have negative stereotypes of people in their 20s and 30s. It goes, mm-hmm. it goes kind of both ways. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the ability to remove and reduce those stereotypes, it's just a really important role you know, to, you know, that, that we could play in this world. I agree. I, I, I love it. I, I love watching the interaction. I, I love learning the, I mean, I have kids those ages and I love learning from the, the, the people that are older than me, the people that are younger than me. It's just, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Amazing. Has it affected your law practice or your law work at all? Your, your meetup group or, or it's not, no, it's two, it's two totally separate things. It's two totally separate things. Um, but it is funny because I, I post obviously on, on social media, like all these different things that, that I do. It's a lot of fun. And I, I so many times my friends will, that are in, not around here, they'll comment like, are you still working? Do you work? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm always doing something, you know, it's just like every weekend I'm doing something. It's a lot of fun. And it's, it's, it, I think that, you know, the hardest thing for me is, is trying to, to plan things in advance to know like what is my own calendar going to be? Cause I tend to be more of a spontaneous person. Um, but I, I have people in the group going, what's going to happen in July. What are we doing in July? What's going on in August? I haven't seen anything in July and August. What it's like, what's my social life is what they're saying. And I, and I, I'm, <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. You're, 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 you're in charge of all these people socialize, but you know, that's, right. uh, but they don't want to plan something else. That's the thing. Like they don't want to like, they don't want to miss something. So it's a lot of fun. But it sounds like you don't you don't mind helping to control the situation and uh, it's fun. Uh, not a problem. Okay, I'd love to hear just some best practices advice. You've hit on so many different pieces from flexibility to engaging other people to be leaders. And let's kind of break it apart into two parts. Let's talk about the book club part. Okay. On a book club, what are some what's some advice you would give to book club organizers, we have tens of thousands of book club organizers and millions of members of book clubs. And I'm sure we're going to be extra sharing this episode with anyone who's a part of a book club. So for book club members specifically, what advice would you, what other, what additional advice would you give? So I think, you know, it's finding the, the, the book that is going to engage the most number of people, but at the same time, generate conversation like not every book is really great for conversation um and you know for, for me like i i i will admit that the book is something that's a little tangential to the event um it it lends us to the conversation it, it has like it, it does inspire or else the i pick the book after i want to go do the event um and so it's a little easier we don't have to fill the whole hour with discussion about the book um that's right. interesting that you actually sometimes choose the event first mm-hmm. and then you'll come up with a book. Okay. Right. Right. Sometimes. Um, but I, I do think it's, you know, it's hit or miss with books. And I, I, I tend to go deep into the internet to find just the right book to pair up with the, with the event. Um, okay. in fact, so you we, don't go just the, with the popular stuff. No, mm-mm. no. I mean, we did a, uh, a bingo event. We did a gay bingo, which was, which was fantastic. It was drag queens leading the old bingo thing. It was, it was great. And we read this book. It was the only book I could find in the entire world that was, that was about bingo. And it was about these people in a nursing home that like killed somebody else while they were playing bingo. The book was terrible. It was a terrible book, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was, it was fun. Um, so 
Yeah, I would say for a traditional book club, it's you know picking the book is 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 hard, and and yeah. um, I enjoy when members suggest um, Good. books. And okay, so, I, so you're soliciting feedback from members. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. I guess can't hurt. Give us your two, three, four books that people may not have heard of, but they're fantastic books for a book club. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if anyone's heard of Geek Love, but I thought that was a fantastic book. I'm not even going to say what it's about, but just like make sure you're like not queasy if you're going to read it. But it's it's insane. Um, yeah. And um, we just read This Tender Land. I thought was a fantastic book um, about um, Native Americans and their experiences in camps and, and educational facilities to try and convert them. That was, that was a fantastic book. Um, I enjoyed, um, oh gosh, I'm, I'm like one of those, like, what's your favorite song? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or the worst question to ask what's is, music? tell I me a know. joke. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I can't, I don't even have like a list of jokes ahead of me. That was a great right. list. It was a great list. If a couple more hit you, then you know you could be like, David, I know we're talking about this right now, but pause. Right. Here are two more bucks. Right. Right. Um, okay. That's a great list of, of suggestions around books um, for book club leaders. Now let's talk about kind of doers, um, action-oriented um, groups that which we also have many of, um, adventure seekers, even mini adventures, weekend activity-based based, based uh, meetup groups. What advice? would you give to them where there's, where there's, you know, there's logistical challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, love to hear your, your, any advice specifically for activity-based groups too. I would say the most important thing is to really give people the details um, so that, and, and I don't know that everyone reads everything I put there. In fact, I know they don't. Sometimes they, they ask me something. I'm like, I put it in there. Did you read that? <laughs> you know, but um, give people as much, like the timing is really important. It's, like I know sometimes people put something out for months in advance and people say they want to do it, but then they forget. So I find like a 30 day window is about the right um, mm-hmm. amount of time to like announce an event. Sometimes I'll okay. post events more, you know, more in advance, but I won't announce it um, until about 30 days out. And then just like um, just really having those details for people to know what to expect. Be on time, you know, when you're there, try to get there a little bit earlier than mm-hmm. your group um, so that you can talk to the, you know, whoever it is at the, at the event, whether it's the museum or it's a hike or whatever it is. Um, and then also just really try and get some helpers within your group to, to help you to organize. I had, um, you know, we've all been through COVID and I had organized an activity to go to a museum and two days before that I tested positive for COVID and I couldn't go. And I reached out to one of the members and said, would you be willing, someone who was going, I said, would you be willing to host? And I had everything already set up. So it was very easy for him to be able to say, yep, okay, just, you know, meet at the museum. I, you know, took care, he just took care of everything. And so it was, it's, it's good to have people to fall back on. I'm glad that you're using you great post COVID. So uh, <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I'm glad that you're hopefully fully recovered. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, last question before we go into rapid fire, which is you you've shared a number of meaningful stories about people who have moved recently, moved back, people who are afraid of kayaking, et cetera. Do you have another story that you'd be open to sharing, either an experience, positive, negative, either way? Oh, man. Um, 
Well, you know what? We did our first weekend um, event. And wow. A whole yeah, weekend. Yeah, we did the whole weekend. We went up to Jim Thorpe and we went whitewater rafting. And the next day we went bicycling. And the and the day before that, we did a trolley tour. Um, I'm exhausted and, just hearing that. Okay. Yeah, it Doing it sounds fun. even more exhausting. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, it was, it was 12 women in a house that some knew each other, some didn't. Two people were brand new to the group, had never been to any event before. And that could be really disastrous. You don't know how personalities are going to get along. And one of the things that every single person said was it was an absolutely fantastic, amazing weekend that everyone got along with each other. There were no, you know, there were no issues whatsoever with personalities. And I really think it's because we're all readers, you know, we all have that commonality. And and it was people from their, you know, 30s to their to their 60s. And it was it was great. So when you, you got to do it again, you know, I, once a year? Is it going to be once like, a year or twice a year thing? What do you think? <laughs> they're already like, OK, where are we going next weekend? What are we doing? I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. So nice. Really amazing. OK, you are really you're you're, you're just from a philanthropic standpoint, you know, so many people's philanthropy, they associate with just donating money and donating money is important. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. um, it's very important. But the, what people don't oftentimes realize is donating your time is sometimes mm -hmm. even more valuable because well, it's very limited um, than, than donating money. And you're just donating tremendous amounts of your time to help out so many people. It's, it's, it's just awesome, Audrey. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, rapid fire questions, rapid fire answers. Oh, Here we go. First time you saw yourself as a leader. Um, probably when I was like 10 and I was bossing all my friends around the neighborhood. <laughs> what were you telling them to do? Were, were they mowing oh, the lawn? They, or? Where they could ride their bike, where they could, in which direction we're going. Oh, we're going to the store. We're not going to the store. It was like, no, I'm in charge here. <laughs> you were that fifth grader. Okay. I was I get that it. fifth grader. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Your poor parents. Mm -hmm. um, oh Yeah. <laughs> you could access a time machine go anywhere you want anytime you want where and when are you gone oh my gosh where and where am i going um you know i think that it would be um I, we are huge um back to the future fans so i want to go back to like 1888 and see where i, I just want to I want to be like a farrier. I mean, you couldn't be. I'm a woman, but you know what I mean? I want to be a farrier back there in the 1800s with the horses and just something. I don't know. I just think it would be fun to be back there in the wild, wild west. Wow. Yeah. yeah that but was as a, a guy, actually, not as a woman. I don't think it'd be that fun. <laughs> was that, which one was that? Was that Back to Your Future 3? It was 3, yeah. Okay. Um, bucket list. What, what's on that? Um, bucket list is definitely a tour of, you know, somewhere. Go to... I want to go to Tanzania. I want to go speak Swahili to somebody. I, I, I took Swahili in college after I got mad at my Spanish teacher and dropped it and I ended up taking two years of Swahili. And so I just want to go and I want to, I just want to see parts of Africa. Um, that's a huge bucket list, but I don't want to go for two week vacation. I want to go like on an expedition. Amazing. Okay. So when I turned 40, one of my bucket list things was to hike Kilimanjaro. Mm. So I went to Tanzania and I hiked Kilimanjaro and learned, learned a little bit of Swahili, did a lot of dancing and it was, it was absolutely amazing. And oh, by the way, there are learning Swahili meetup groups out there. So maybe you can find that and, you know, uh, brush up on your, brush yeah. up on your Swahili. The other thing I know now is like Jumbo Bana Habarigani. That's it. That's all I remember. Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> Hello, sir. How are you? Okay. Last question, which is, um, 
you have many more years ahead of you, have many more adventures ahead of you, many more books that you're going to read ahead of you, many more meetup events ahead of you. What do you most want to be uh, remembered by? Oh, I think I, I think I want to be remembered by fostering relationships and 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 making people find their happiness. Right. I mean, I don't want to make people's happiness, but I want to give them the the door to walk through to to find their own happiness. Okay, I love that. I just want to hit on a little more, which is too often people will have a predisposition about what other people's happiness should be, especially their kids or their parents or their friends. And I think the way you said it was just so beautiful, which is helping people to find the happiness that's right for them and for people to help to figure that out. And the other part of life is that what makes people happy does change dramatically oftentimes Mm -hmm. um, throughout people's lives. Sure. Absolutely. Audrey, you are an amazing person. Thank you. I am so appreciative for what you do at Meetup, what you've done to help out hundreds, thousands of people, you know, that you come in contact with. And, you know, um, thank you for being you. Thank you. I mean, I, I, I got to say, like, it's, I have benefited from Meetup as much. I mean, without Meetup, I wouldn't have had this venue to be able to have all of these people join me on my adventures. There just isn't something like it. And I'm not saying that because we're on a Meetup you know, podcast right now. I truly find it to be the one unique way to get people together to, to do adventures. I um, couldn't say it better myself. So thank you so much again. Sure. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to today's podcast with the awesome Audrey Heller. Wow, what a success story. This is someone who started her group, didn't know what would happen, and within a few weeks had 200 members. She shared a lot of great feedback from members and for organizers, advice like getting people out of their comfort zone, helping people to meet outside of work, helping members to step up, to take on certain tasks and become more effective in organizing events, and the importance of building connections between people of all ages. Hopefully you enjoyed today. If you did, then subscribe. That way you will never miss an episode. Leave a review. Check out my new book, Decide and Conquer. And remember, let's keep connected because life is better together. One of the best ways to make new friends and build a strong community is to find people who share your interests. Whether you want to make new hiking buddies, join a book club, or network and grow a business, there are countless people on Meetup who are ready to connect. Start your own group on Meetup and save 30% on your first subscription payment. Go to meetupsavings.com to claim your discount.